Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our week 16 Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are coming off of a four-in-one week in our contest, following up a three-in-two week the week before. A lot of lines we liked on Sunday have already moved which is why you need to listen to the Sunday show. If you want to get the best of the number, Simon and I were just discussing before we came on, big, big line moves. Today's show, we will get to our Simon Says and our exact decision on Thursday. We will finalize our big balls, better of the week, our foxhole, our survivor. Actually, we probably won't get to survivor. And our money line parlay. And don't forget, this episode, we'll look at the entire board as we begin narrowing down the five picks. We'll enter in the Favorites Podcast, $100,000 Pro Football Pick'em Contest, still free and open for signups. It's awarding weekly and season-long cash prizes at favorites.actionnetwork.com. Let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. This- How we doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. Said in this episode last week, heading into week 15, that I, I thought our handicapping the week before, when we had finished three and two, turned out to be great, that we were just chicken on a couple of games and we weren't going to be chicken going into last week and specifically on the Bucks and the Panthers. We were not chicken. It paid off. Let's make a pledge to each other right now. We won't be chickens again. We will be courageous in the face of line moves, roster moves, quarterback changes, wise guys chirping in our ears. We will be bold. Simon, we will reach for the stars. You know why? Why? Because they are there. That's where we go next. The Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boosts. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Also, please, please, please remember, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Before we get to week 16, four housekeeping notes. First housekeeping note, and this is big. You got you to gotta listen because we got a very big announcement at the end of this. Week 15 winners roundup in the favorites contest. Uh, through 15 weeks, Simon, you and I are now 43 and 32 in the contest, uh, about 57%, a little bit above 57% against the spread. 380th place, top 3%. Uh, not bad, not bad at all, especially, uh, to the Jag off who gave us a one-star review because we had two bad weeks in a row. Uh, you can suck it because <laughs> you know what? 
not every week is going to be perfect. We're giving you a podcast. We're doing the best we can. One star review after three weeks, you're like that dude, Bill, who like was coming after me because he thought I was not being as transparent as I can. Come on. Week 15 saw just 90 entries, finished 5-0 and in the contest. We had a tie for first place. Two entries went 5-0 and with the same tiebreaker. Congrats to Brian Vendetti and Joshua Brady. Enjoy the cash. This week's Producer Cup Award goes to Jeffrey Hartnett for finishing dead fucking last in the Week 15 contest. Going 0-5, missing the tiebreaker by 250 yards. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Please email our producer, Matt Mitchell, at podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your non-cash prize. Thanks for playing. Week 16 in the contest, now live. Tiebreaker, total rushing yards in Ravens Niners on Christmas night. Good luck to everybody. Second, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve coming up. They're both Sundays. We will not have our Sunday live recap episode for week 16 or 17. Go spend that time with your families, your friends, your loved ones, handicapping for the next day, whatever it takes. Third housekeeping note. Here we go, folks. We are running it back. Another live show. That's right. After the glorious time we all had together, the Favorites Podcast returns to the Shepherd and the Knucklehead in Hoboken, New Jersey for the greatest sports event of the year. That's wildcard weekend, folks. Wildcard weekend, Sunday, January 14th. Again, like last time, doors open at 4 p.m. Simon and I will be there. We'll have drinks. We'll have merch. We'll record our show live at 7.30. We're going to sweat the bets together. That was the most fun part of the day, Simon. As you recall, like we were sweating, I think, the Titans and the Colts. We were sweating the Commanders and the Dolphins. Like We were sweating the Jets. It was so great to be sweating it with everybody and then to have... Unfortunately, the Niners crushed the Eagles, which is a big game we had. I can't wait to do it again with everybody, all our listeners. It was a, a, just a wonderful event. Uh, I think we all felt the warmth. We can't wait to do it again. We're also doing an event that Saturday, wildcard watch party with Stucky, with Raybon, uh, with Kerner. We're all going to be in town that Saturday. Same location, Shepherd and the Knucklehead four o'clock, 13th. Check out the links in this episode description. You got to RSVP, folks. Last time we were at capacity. We can't wait to see you all there. Futures portfolio update. So look, Jalen Carter had a sack last night. I think he's about minus 500 at bet 365. Tyreek Hill still about 200 yards ahead of anybody, even though we missed last week. Look, the most interesting conversation, Simon, is MVP. Bet Josh Allen at 10 to one early in the year. He's a very live dog. We've, you and I are having a conversation about Christian McCaffrey or Brock Purdy. I think it's a narrative ward, and I think the narrative is starting to pick up steam for Christian McCaffrey. Monday night, if he gets the shine, then by Tuesday morning, I think he's going to be favorite to win MVP. Like I told you, I just think if all things being equal at the end of the day, they're going to give it to Purdy if they win that game. He does have the story, Purdy, where McCaffrey really doesn't. Uh, Purdy had major surgery on his elbow. I was one of those doubters where I was like, this guy came back way too soon. They're rushing him back. They shouldn't be trading Trey Lance. Like they were just so all in on Purdy and it worked. I mean, it, it's crazy to think, but this team was all in on a seventh round pick. It's already skewed to the quarterbacks. If he can just do what he's been doing, right? If they win this game, 
It will go McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year. MVP will be Purdy, which just, again, it just makes sense the way they do these awards. The last running back to win it, A.J. Peterson, I told you, he had the story, he had the narrative. He had torn his ACL the season before. I love I love where you're coming from, Chad. I hope you're right, because me and you both have bet McCaffrey at a big number. I just, I just can't see it getting there. We want to cash a big ticket. Let's get into it. First game up, Thursday night, Los Angeles Rams, four-point favorites over the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are bad. They've beaten bad teams the past two weeks. <laughs> the Rams have been balling out on offense. Uh, to me, it's a roster mismatch, a coaching a coaching mismatch, a short week game. Yeah. I bet the Rams at minus four. But after I had bet it, I said, hey, Evan, throw some stats into the script about, you know, these games, this situation for these teams. And everything he put in there, nothing yeah. looks good for betting the favorites at home on Thursday nights. It feels like we're getting a little bit of a bump here, probably one point to the Saints team just because it is a short week and they're on the road. I wanted to be on the Rams here. I'm right with you, Chad. Like when I first saw this number, I wanted to be on the Rams, but it's crazy that all, like I'm looking in the app right now, all the bets, all the tickets are on the Rams and a couple books have moved from four and a half back down to four. So looks like the pros are on the Saints. If the pros keep betting and it gets down to three, just like the Ravens last week, I'll take that value there. But if not, I probably end up on the Saints, Chad, as painful as it is. But um, luckily, we don't need to make this one of our five. It's just a, a weird, wonky game where it's like, how do the Saints keep up with this this Rams high-powered offense? Last week was the week, right? They had the stupid turnovers. I yeah. can't see the Rams having back-to-back weeks having those kind of dumb turnovers. So um, get where Chad's coming from, taking the Rams here. Just, just be careful and know the professionals do like the Saints in this game. All right. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Simon, Sunday night. I mentioned this game and you were still reeling a little bit because you had invested heavily in the Steelers <laughs> yeah. against the Colts on Saturday. And I said, look, this is a Tomlin spot, underdog at home, off a loss, but you were against it. I'm like, all right, let's think about the under. And then on Monday morning, I woke up and I was still feeling the Steelers and then I got a little confirmation bias from Brandon Anderson, who does his hot read in the podcast that Evan and Jill Gallant do Sunday nights, Action Network, Roundup for Sunday, Look Ahead for Monday, for the rest of the week. And this is one of those games, Simon. We can't put it in the contest because it's a Saturday game, but we cannot be chicken. Let me read some stats, okay? Directly from Brandon Anderson. Week five forward as a dog, Mike Tomlin, 69%. At home. As a dog, 79%. Division games in his career, 25, 5, and 1, 81% as a dog. After a loss of seven or more, 90% against the spread. Against Cincy, 67%. AFC North dogs late in the season, week 16, 17, 18, 64%. The Bengals have no DJ reader. Jamar Chase is banged up. Jake Browning narrative can't exist forever. Buy low on the Steelers, sell high on the Bengals, wrap it up in a bow, early Christmas present, no chickening out. Steelers plus two and a half. What say you? Now, caveat is I didn't like it Sunday because I thought it was going to be Mitch Trubisky, and I just refused to put more money on Mitch Trubisky. Thank God Tomlin's come out and said it's going to be Mason Rudolph, the man with a dent in his head. So I don't know. I'll, I'll take I'll take him with you, but thank God this won't be in our contest. It's like, I'll bet it just because of what you just said. I knew I was going to bet it regardless, but I hate it. I hate I hate backing this Pittsburgh team. Like, 
I can't I can't see another clip of their wide receivers not blocking and letting their running backs get tackled. Like, you know, it, it's the classic of they are incredible at drafting these wide receivers, but this latest group they have have some of the worst attitudes I've ever seen in a wide receiving group. And, you know, the guy Pickens might have all the talent in the world. He feels like a guy that's going to be out of the league in like three, four years just because he has such a shit attitude. Like all he does is bitch on the sideline, not getting the ball, and he doesn't hold blocks on the field. So instead of getting touchdowns, they're getting tackled at the one-yard line. Like he's just – he's everything I hate. When you play sports, when you have that guy who has all the talent in the world, but he's such a narcissist that all he thinks about is himself and how every play should be with him. It's just like, uh, it kills me in a team sport where you just need to all be on the same page. You have guys like him, so – um, yeah, the fear is Tomlin's lost his locker room, but Chad just gave you the stats. Me and him, we've been playing this spot every year together. We just always bet Tomlin in these kind of spots. So no doubt we're going to bet it. Go grab the two if you can still find it out there, two and a half. But, um, yeah, it sucks. I hate betting this Pittsburgh team. It's just not been fun. Simon, uh, speaking of narcissism, can you repeat everything you just said? I was mostly just staring at myself in the Zoom when you were talking, so uh, I didn't really hear it. Bum bum, <laughs> Buffalo at the LA Chargers. Another Saturday game. Look, this this is a game. Talk about not being chicken. Uh, I mentioned this to you on Sunday night. It was at fourteen. You're like, of course we got to take it. We were as we were recording the show. We saw Stucky put the pick in the app. He took it at fourteen. Stayed there until Monday morning. I don't know why. I never bet it. I know we had <laughs> such clarity. <laughs> All those reasons, like I was a chicken and I just, I freaking, I freaking regret this so much. And I know I'm going to have to wait, like hope on Saturday it gets back to 14. We're going to talk about this stat a couple times today. Teams to lose by 20 points or more the previous week facing a team that didn't uh, 59% against the spread uh, since 2020. Uh, teams to allow 40 plus points in their previous game. 22, 13, and two against the spread last two seasons. Uh, 50 plus points, 6, 0, and 1 the last three seasons. Of course, we got to bet the Chargers, and I just missed the window, and now I'm just annoyed. Yeah, it sucks. You missed the key number. Um, I did. I wish I could say I got a ton down on I didn't get that much down on the Chargers. I mean, the line, if it gets to 10, I feel like that kind of shifts to being the value on Buffalo. And if you're a big teaser guy, you got to be happy. Now you could tease them below seven. That's that's pretty nice of the books to do it. I'd be a little weary. This is interesting. It's moved so much. Um, I mean, before he came on, I checked if there was any injury news. I'm not really seeing anything. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why it's moved so much, but um, I guess it's because, you know, the Bills defense, as good as they've been playing, it's still a team that's lost major guys, right? There's still a team that teams could, should be able to move the ball on them. So um, maybe the books are worried about a backdoor on this one. It's just, um, it's interesting. It's moved so much just because, you know, it's still, I mean, the tickets are very skewed towards the bills, but the money's pretty even at this point, right? Like if you're looking in the action app, it's, you know, there's been some early money on this Chargers team. So um yeah, I'm not, not sure what you should do with this one, people. If you missed that 14, 13 and a half, I guess just wait and maybe you can get the Bills at 10 and try to get a nice little middle there or play them in a teaser. But um, yeah, for me, it's moved too much for me to have a play on it, Chad. Uh, I think it's it's probably moved because one or two groups came in that we haven't figured out who they are yet. 
and uh, bet the Chargers pretty heavy. And I think there's a buy low, sell high, and the Chargers were so bad and the Bills were so good that, of course, they're going to try to find that delta and what that breaking point is. This line did get down to 10 and a half, and then it started coming back up. Uh, well, like you said, it's extended rest and they have a new coach. Like that could be that cat bounce. Yeah, that's why people are probably betting them. It's just that simple. You know, instead of the stray cat strut, the dead cat bounce. <laughs> Detroit at Minnesota. Boy, this one moves, right? Saturday, another get another Saturday game. Let's move in on Sunday night. Open at four and a half, moved to three and a half by the time we were on the show. Now at three. Nick Mullins officially the starter. Vikings defense is legit nasty. So is the Lions offense. When it's healthy, and they are healthy, they got everybody now. And this one is indoors. Um, you know, I asked Devin to look up some stats. How does this scenario, division game, favorite of three on the road, um, home dogs in the division the last five seasons, three or higher, 49% against the spread. Uh, home division dogs overall, 50% against the spread the last decade. November or later, 45%. So I've been looking for reasons to bet the Lions. The fact that it's at a field goal now makes me feel like maybe we pull the trigger there. Yeah, I would take it. Like, if this was two and a half in our contest, I'd be really happy. But I know it's going to be three and a half because they're never nice to us in that way. Well, it's uh, a Saturday game, so we can't even bet better in the contest. But as a better... Yeah, it's Sunday. The Minnesota game? Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't That's know. Good. It's an interesting number where it's like what Chad said is true. People who are backing the Vikings, they're saying themselves, this defense is still underrated. And, you know, if they would have beat Cincy, this would probably be a little lower. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like this is as low as it could possibly get, right? Like, if they move this to two and a half, they are going to get flooded. Yeah with Detroit money. So can't see again lower. Only could see it getting back higher. Um, we already know the professionals are at. This was four and a half. They've hit it four and a half, four, three and a half. And now they're down to three on Minnesota. So um, I think Chad's right. Like to me, the the line movement shifted towards the Lions. If we could get them two and a half in contest, I'd be happy to take that. I'd like Matt Mitchell to do some rips for the end of the year of Simon just saying, I think Chad's right. Good luck. Contact. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Washington at the New York Jets. The Jets are three-point favorites. Can we just skip this one? Yeah, I mean, we're supposed to take the Jets here, uh, but I, I, Chad's right. We can keep it moving because it's like we don't know who the quarterback is, but I'll, I'll grab the Jets. I'll take the minus three, them at home, um, you know. It feels like the secret is out on that Washington offense and teams have kind of figured out how to play how. Um, I mean, last week they took him out to quote unquote protect him. And I think it was, was it Briss Brissett that came in? I Jacob think it was Brissett. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he had that just, him up. he had more passing yards, yeah, than Hal did in, I think, 10 minutes of playing than Hal did in the whole entire game. So um, just dysfunction. We've seen it now. Multiple weeks. Ron Rivera is a dinosaur. He's not keeping up with the league. Um, you know, the Jets 
the fear is they've just full on quit, right? Because now they are out of playoff contention and Rodgers probably isn't going to come back. And what's the point at this point? But um, it's just their defense at home catching three. Feels like that's the team I want to back, but Chad's right. Like, there's no way this ends up in our contest. Uh, just to buttress your point, to buoy your confidence, uh, to bolster whatever decision you make. Teams scoring three points or less in their previous game, 60% against the spread the next game, the last decade. One team fits that criteria this week, New York Jets. Teams <laughs> getting shut out, sample size, 46 games since 2015. The next week, 70% against the spread. One team fits that criteria, New York Jets. So there you go. Maybe it will be in our contest. Uh <laughs> Green Bay at Carolina. Green Bay, ugly loss at home. Carolina, ugly win at home. Jordan Love was actually not terrible against the Bucs. He just played against Baker Mayfield, who is slash was elite. The problem with Jordan Love is he was terrible early in the game when the Packers had a chance to get a lead and build on a lead. And I think we did last week with Carolina just catch lightning in the bottle, in a bottle. So the numbers at five. It's been bouncing around, opened at three, got up to five, went to four and a half, back to five. I don't really have a strong feeling here. Simon says, take Carolina Panthers. Oh, no, you didn't. When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. Yeah, yeah I just want you to grab the number now because I think it does go back down to three and a half, four. This is just too big, too big of a number. This has moved too much, too much respect to this Green Bay team and Jordan Love. As good as he played midseason, you kind of see his woes these last couple of weeks, right? Him, him missing these throws, having bad throws here and there. It's just part of the growing pains of being a starting in the league, right? Think about it. You, you haven't played this many games in their entire lives, right? And eventually, all these guys are for the first year usually hit a wall because it's a long season. You're taking hits all season. Your body's beat up. Teams are getting the film on you. know exactly what you want them to do. They know that he wants to pass to this side of the field. He likes using this side of the field or he likes throwing up the middle and they're taking that away. It's just Carolina at home, too. I told you, Chad, I'm a sucker to this team at home. They just play so much better at home defensively as well. Every teaser will have Green Bay in it. Like, everyone's going to tie to it, especially Carolina coming off a win last week. No one thinks they're gonna, this team's going to win back-to-back games. So, I'm sorry, people. I promise people, too. People are like, is that the last time we're going to bet the Panthers? And I was like, I hope so. But this line's too much. This should be three, three and a half. It's five. Like, this is insane, the amount of movement this number's had. It's just... The Panthers aren't as bad as we all perceive. Bryce Young is, right? He's bad. But their team as a whole, they do have some some players on that defense. Just look at this number. It's just too, too high. Panthers haven't run a play while leading in the fourth quarter this season. Yeah, they, they have, have two wins. They have two wins. Both came on the last play of the game when they were trailing. Here's a stat from Evan that may challenge your strong feelings. It is smart to fade bad teams off a recent win. Teams that are one and four straight up in their last five games, coming off a win, last 20 years, sample size of north of 200 games, nearly 230 games, 36% against the spread, including 0-8 straight up this season, 3-17 straight up the last two years. In week 16, two teams match that criteria, Carolina and Seattle. I love Carolina. I love the fade Seattle this week, so... I don't know what to do with that stat. We like them when they work for us. We <laughs> you're hate not them wrong. when they don't. You are not wrong. You know, sometimes you got to know what you're doing. That's the point of this podcast. Cleveland at Houston. Early play on Houston for us at two and a half. 
opened at one and a half, moved quickly to two and a half, hasn't budged. As far as I know, we're still waiting on word for Stroud, which I think yep. is why it, it hasn't gone to three. Um, I think wise guys are just buying the number at less than a field goal awaiting the news. Uh, as a, as a, as a matchup, you pointed out the Browns have real issues on the road. So I, I looked this up their past five games on the road. They've allowed 38 points to Indy, a game they won 24 to Seattle, a loss 31 to Baltimore, a win 29 to Denver, a loss 36 to LA, a loss. They will be without Grant Delpit, again, who's on injured reserve, their safety, their quarterback of the defensive backfield, their leading tackler before he went out. I don't actually think that mattered much against the Bears. I do think if CJ plays, that would matter a lot against Houston. Yeah. I love this pick, and I love that we're getting it two and a half. And I was going to make it Simon Says, but you're so right. There's too much unknown about CJ. Like, he's still, here we are Tuesday morning, he was still in concussion protocol yesterday, so no need to rush this bet. I mean, worst case... That's why I put a little bet now, just at two and a half, just in case he does come back and all of a sudden this balloons up to three and a half, four. But just gotta gotta keep your alerts on social media. You need to know Adam Schefter whenever he gets cleared. CJ, we love this number, so you know we we might early lock in our contest just because we're getting a good number right here on Texans. We know Houston; they're just better at home as well. Browns defense at home, thirteen points per game. That's the best in the NFL on the road. 30 points per game, wow. most in the NFL. That's crazy. All right. India at Atlanta. Oh, this one is is heartbreaking from a contest point of view, but kudos to Simon. You nailed this one on Sunday night. You liked Atlanta plus two. It totally makes sense. They were off a terrible, ugly loss. Indy had come off a dominating win on Saturday, yeah. just right in the middle of the playoff race. Buying low, selling high, you had to bet it. It actually got to two and a half yesterday. That's what I got it at, Falcons plus two and a half. I got a couple worries, and now we know Taylor Heineke is going to be playing. And so since, since the announcement of him playing in place of Desmond Ritter, a quarterback, uh, this line has moved to Atlanta minus one. Here are my biggest worries for this game. The Colts rushing defense has gotten much, much better since Grover Stewart came back from his uh, PED suspension. And I'm very worried about this Atlanta offensive line and their health. We know Caleb McGarry didn't play. Uh, I'm looking last week, we're looking for good updates on Lindstrom, Chris Lindstrom, Drew Dahlman, Jake Matthews. It's a very good offensive line. Less good if they're not playing. Less, less good if they're trying to run the ball against Grover Stewart and an improving Colts rush defense. Yeah, and you just said it, like the value might shift here to the Colts. If this gets up to plus two, plus two and a half for the Colts, how does this not end up in our contest? Like who the hell is Atlanta and Heineke to get that many points? But, you know, I'll take a small mini victory lap where I shitted on Ritter for, I don't know, seven months of the offseason and took a lot of heat from Atlanta fans saying, I don't know shit. My insiders are wrong. And it's like the Atlanta – they're with this guy every day. They saw him practicing every day. If your front office doesn't believe in your quarterback in the draft, that should be huge red flags to your team heading into the season. And it's all pan it's played out that way. He's just not good, Ritter. So Heineke being worth three and a half points is insane. Like I can't believe it's moved that much off Heineke news. Colts are just a really well coached team. Like I think Coward is one that talked about it. It's like these the shift in the NFL to go with the offensive guys. Yeah, is this exact example of this Colts team. Like if they had a DC, a defensive coordinator was their head coach, this team might have three or four wins, right? Like as soon as their number one quarterback went down, 
their season would have been over. But they got an offensive guy, and he's made the whole system work around Minshew, and he's really highlighted Minshew's strengths. Yeah, Chad's right. Like, I wanted to be on Atlanta here. The number might move too much. If it gets up to two, two and a half, I'm, I'm probably going to be on the Colts. Like, this will be too much movement for a Colts team that they're in every game. Like, this, these two teams, it's like the Spider-Man meme. They're the exact same team. Like, they just – they're right there at the same level, right in the middle of the, – the Colts could win their division. Same goes for Atlanta. It's like – they're not that good, but they're in weak divisions and they're still playing for something. So we come back Thursday and this is two and a half. We're going to be back on the Colts. Also, I'm super excited to talk about who the Bears are going to get when they trade Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> it could be we take all three of their interior offensive linemen and we take their number one draft pick. Don't draft a tight end at the fourth pick overall. Take the quarterback in Justin Fields. Yeah, Great. right. Seattle at Tennessee, we talked about it a little bit. Tennessee plus two and a half. Look, I, w- I waited to put some notes in for this game until after the game last night. What's interesting is even after the win on Monday Night Football, this game is still at two and a half. I was leaning Tennessee before. Now I'm 100% going to have to take <laughs> Tennessee after the Seattle win. And the, the stat I just gave you that we didn't like for Carolina perfectly fits with Seattle. Yeah, Teams one and four straight up in their last five games coming off a win 36% the last 20 years against the spread. Book it. We're taking Tennessee here. Yeah, it's sickening. I'm sorry, everybody, but this is like probably going to be our big ball is better the week. It's just an oh, amazing, goodness. amazing spot to take Tennessee here. Um, they are bad. Anyone that bet on the last week, you experienced it. We had a pick six, and we still lost our damn bet against Case Keenum last week. So they are left for dead. No one's betting this but the professionals. Bad like a pro. Take Tennessee here. This is such a great spot. Don't care if it's Drew Locke. Don't care if it's Geno. Um, we love this spot back in this this team and this, uh, you know, Titans defense that their biggest weakness is the pass. That's what the Seahawks want to do. It's scary. Like, the matchup is definitely scary for Tennessee. But like Chad said, it's such a huge letdown spot. Short week, travel, all of it's just negative for the Seattle team. So, I'm not shocked it's not moved. I was hoping it would get up to three. Uh, maybe if Gino does get cleared, it gets up to three. But um, the only place I see this number really going is down. Like, it just feels like this is a smash spot for professional betters, where it's just like, like after the last two weeks, right, they had an emotional win against Miami. They came home, have an emotional loss against Houston. You got to bet You gotta bet them to bounce back here, especially at this number. So two and a half, give me Tennessee. Uh, Simon, I've got very good news for you. This holiday season, I know you've been looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you for betting the playoffs. Guess what, Simon? Our friends at Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Simon, I know you wanted to cross two things off your holiday list. The Washington Commanders and meal prepping. And with Factor, now you can, along with grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, just get Factor's fresh, never frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. The, this December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Just head to factormeals.com slash favorites50 and use code favorites50 to get 50% off. That's code favorites50 at factormeals.com slash favorites50 
to get 50% off. All right. Last week, we made a big move with Baker Mayfield, Baker Moxie Mayfield, King of Moxie. Now, they are one-point favorites at home against Jacksonville. Huge move overnight on Sunday based on the Trevor Lawrence concussion news because the Bucs were plus two and a half. If Trevor plays, we have two former number one overall picks. One of them this season has 24 touchdowns, eight picks, completing 64% of his passes, 7.1 yards per attempt for a team tied for first place. The other, 18 touchdowns, 10 picks, 65% of his passes are completed for 7.2 yards per attempt for a team tied for first place. What do you think of that? Baker Mayfield is playing at a franchise level right now, franchise quarterback level. Why don't we trust Baker here? And I know we don't. <laughs> we're supposed to fade him, unfortunately. We got to fade him. Yeah, we we're supposed to, fade to. But I don't know what to do with the Trevor Lawrence news where it's like, I don't even know if this guy's going to play. Um, you know, he, he smacked his head pretty bad there at that game. Like he had yeah. the classic, they whipped, whatever it was, I think they either whipped him down or whatever it was, but he did the thing where he slammed the back of his head, which is, again, insane there's just not a big ass pad on the back of the helmet who cares if it looks, it looks stupid like. yeah just put a pad back there it'll never make sense when they don't do it um but yeah we we want to fade the bucks here like this is peak value like this number is way too low they should be a bigger dog um it was right at two and a half three that's where i wanted to take them but now it's moved so much it's like the, the value is definitely on trevor lawrence and this jaguars team now if it is trevor lawrence's quarterback so um, exciting times for the Buccaneers. They're just, this is a different level. Like the Jaguars got crazy unlucky against the Ravens team. We expect them to bounce back. And Baker's coming off the best game of his entire career. Like uh, Evan told us, he's the only guy other than Rodgers ever to have a perfect QB rating in Lambeau. Like the guy threw for 300 yards was a three or four touchdowns. It's crazy. Uh, you just expect a letdown game here, especially a Jaguars team that just got embarrassed. I mean, I'm looking at the bet splits right now. It's actually skewed a little bit towards the Jaguars. So, like, at least the public is still believing the Jaguars team. I think that's the right move here where it's like I wanted to be on Tampa. The numbers move too much. No bets for me yet. But once I know Trevor is going to be back, I'll, I'll be in on the Jaguars. I don't imagine this getting into our contest. No. No. I feel like we're going to have a lot of other games that that feel a lot better to us in the contest. Um one game that I think is piquing a lot of people's interest. Dallas as a one and a half point underdog against Miami. Talked about it Sunday night. It was at two. You betted it two. It moved to one and a half. Miami hasn't beaten a good team. No. Dallas gets shellacked by good teams. Dak lost the MVP on Sunday. One of these teams has to prove it. I do think Tyreek Hill's status is a big deal. Yeah. He is supposed to play. He is likely to play. I know you like Dallas here. I feel like I like Miami. That's fair. It's like it's this one's really tough to make an opinion on. I just I like Dallas in the sense that they just got blown out and embarrassed. So it's gonna be a week of hell for them. Or on the flip side, Miami, I don't think they gave up a single point, right? Is now you said they didn't give up a single point to the Jets. Sure. Like that's the vibes are all there. You got an incredible team right now. Like I get Miami's feeling good. Dallas has that doubt that we're not good enough. They're going to be here all week. You know, you guys haven't beat anybody. 
you, you've struggled against good teams. You've been awful on the road this season. Man, do they need this bad. I know Miami needs a bad too, but I just – when I'm looking at the different levels of teams here, it just feels like Dallas is more ahead of them, right? Like this is a more complete team at this point, especially if Tyreek's out. Like that's the decider there. If Tyreek's in – Tyreek's going to play. I, Tyreek's playing. He knows that we've got a we've got a, a ticket. <laughs> we need him to. We he knows we got a ticket. He could probably miss one more game, and we'd be fine because he's so far ahead. But yeah, um, it'll be close though. Uh, I, no, it's a hard one. It's a hard it's one. A hard, like I, I want. I'll be honest. I want to take Dallas. I've taken a little bit on Dallas just because I thought the number was too high. It has come down. You know, I talk all the time. Two, two is a key number to me. So if I touched Dallas at one and a half, no, I thought two was the important number to get. I did get it. Um, don't really like. I'm with Chad on this one. I don't really know what to do with it. Where he likes Miami, I like Dallas. We're both split on it. Um, it just this is such a Miami game to lose. Like once again, they've sucked all their fans back in and they just fall apart in these kind of games. So um, definitely a tricky game that's going to decide a narrative for both these teams heading into the playoffs. Maybe we'll hear more about it from Sharp Calls. Maybe we'll have a, a firmer decision on Thursday. Here's a stat from Evan to support me. Uh, teams that are really good listed as underdogs late in the season have struggled. Teams with a winning percentage of 70% or more in December or later listed as dogs. 40% against the spread in the regular season. Ev, if you could tell me in the chat what the horizon is on that. That's a sample of um, about 125 games. So that Dallas fits that. And one other team, and we're going to talk about this game because I know you and I completely disagree on this game. One other team fits this criteria. And we're going to get to that one. That's a little bit of foreshadowing, folks. Uh, Arizona at Chicago. Chicago's a four and a half point favorite. I have nothing to say about this game other than after Sunday, the uh, Chicago Bears text chain has officially decided that it's time to move on from Justin Fields. There we We're go. We're going to trade him. We're going to trade him. Got uh, it. We've given the stamp of approval. Time to get to Caleb Williams. I was there. I was totally there. And then one of the guys in the chain, my buddy Matt, we had a long, hour-long conversation on Sunday a couple weeks ago before the Bears beat the Lions. His wife intervened. She's like, we got to get out of here. I cannot listen to you talk about the Bears and Justin Fields anymore today. <laughs> and um, we were all in, but I'm back to reality. Caleb Williams, get to the Bears. Let's start over with the contract, get a haul of picks, build some talent, free up our cap space. This game, I want to pass. Yeah, you got to get rid of get rid of Fields, get rid of the head coach, just start over. Uh, start over. You can't you keep guys, the head coach, and you can't get rid of the head coach and keep Fields. Then you're you're paying you're overpaying for a quarterback, and you're starting from scratch again. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the stat about them this season, but um, it's pretty crazy where you guys have had three losses where you're yeah. up ten in the fourth quarter. And apparently you guys are basically like the only team to have that happen to you, like keep having these losses where you would be what, eight and six at this point? It'd be something where you guys would be like a game back of yeah. the Lions if you just hadn't blown those games. So, um, yeah, it's too big of a number here. Like Arizona, this is the play. You have to take Arizona here. This number should be three. You're getting an extra point just because 
Arizona has been bad these this last month. I mean, they have been very bad. And, you know, I don't know if it's just because they're so young and they have no talent, but this Bears team is just as young and they are struggling with talent, especially in the secondary. Like, what did Flacco throw for, Chad? 350 yards on the secondary after he threw three picks. Yeah. So this is this is a team that's been number one since week five in turnovers and interceptions, but has nothing to show for it. Um, they have say that say they have some crazy stat where they had nine picks in these last couple of weeks. They have 13 total points off those interceptions. Like this is just a team that they just struggle. They struggle to be consistent in so many ways. So Arizona is terrible. I agree with everything. People has pushed back on this one, but this number's too high. Plus four is, is way too high. This should be plus three. So I'll take the free point of value and I'll take Arizona here. Uh, the stat you were referring to that Evan gave us on Sunday, the Bears are now uh, three and three straight up since the start of last season when leading by 10 plus points entering the fourth quarter. The rest of the NFL in that window, 192, 16 and one. 93%. So the Bears are 500. The rest of the NFL, 93%. I mean, I guess, you know, we'll talk about it. Maybe I could be persuaded this is one of the five, if only because it would be a you're my guy pick. Like, I am blinded by fear and failure for the Bears. Um, Didn't Arizona get blown up by 20 points last week, though? You got that other stat you can you can hold on to? They, they didn't. They, I think they only lost by 12. Oh, are you sure? I covered yeah, no. Was. I covered the 49ers. They the, they played the 49ers, and the Niners won twenty eight to twelve, didn't they? Or twenty eight sixteen? No, what was the final no, score? No, they got like forty five points or something last week. I'll I'll pull it up for you. Pull it you, up. Pull it up. New England at Denver. Denver plus six and a half. Yeah, forty five uh, to twenty nine. Forty. So sixteen. Yeah. So it doesn't. Damn, we didn't get our twenty. Didn't get our twenty. Uh, see the math I can do so quickly. New England and Denver <laughs> plus six and a half. I kept thinking, I said this on Sunday, I wanted to back New England here. The I defense is, is improving. Bailey is not Mac Jones, but you made a really good point. You made a really good point that I said the Broncos have been winning all their games on turnovers, and that's why we faded them this past week. Yeah. And then you made the point, yeah, but New England is the one that that is always turning the ball over. And then Evan did give us Teams to lose by 20 points or more the previous week facing a team who didn't 59% against the spread since 2020. That would be the Broncos against the mm -hmm. Chiefs. I mean, against the, the Patriots. Yeah, I said it. I thought at five and a half, the value was there on Denver. I was like, this number is only going to go up. Here's yeah. at six right. and a half. So it crossed a key number. You know, still like Denver, but obviously we don't like it as much. Like this is a this is a big move and moving up to this point. Um, I mean, the total is down to 34, which is like, makes perfect sense, right? For these two teams that, um, you know, as much trust I have in Russ and this offense, they are also been, they've been inconsistent as well this year, this Denver team. So um, they benefit a lot from short fields and that's what's really helped this offense. So yeah, um, my gut instinct is like, we want to take New England here, but we know the deal, right? Denver, mile high at home. It's a real thing, especially this late in the season. Um, you know, Chad just gave us the stat. This, this is the Denver team that got blown out last week. Now they're six and a half point favorites. So the the books know they're going to need Dane New England here. So I might come around on New England, but at this point, I just can't get there yet. I, I still like Denver, but I don't like them at that number. It's moved too much for me to take. Yeah. 
Uh, I agree. It's sort of, it's, it's in a no man's land right now for us. We can't back either one. It's too bad we couldn't take Denver at five and a half on Sunday night. Simon, I want you to concentrate very hard right now. Think very hard on this next question. It will determine both of our futures. Can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsor this show. Number two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. I'm actually opening Game Time right now from my house here in Connecticut. And lo and behold, what do I see? UConn men's basketball. I can get in for less than 100 bucks to see the national champions playing at an elite level. I said this on the show last week. I bought tickets for UConn. Coming up in January on Game Time last week, it was an amazing experience. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app. Get out and have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right. Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City is a 10-point favorite. I have zero read on this. Other than the last 20 years, home division favorites of over a touchdown, 47%. Mahomes, 6-4-1 against the spread in this spot. I do think this Kansas City team is struggling. I do think it's getting harder and harder for them to score. I do think there is frustration. I do think that Patrick Mahomes is probably losing a little bit faith in his receiving core. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we got to lean Las Vegas here but I don't have like contest confidence in this. No, the thing that's scaring me is what the hell is this line? Like I got this at seven, it's 10. That's glaring. The books are telling us that I'm overvaluing this Raiders team way too much. Um, I mean, it's brutal. Like they just came off a 60 point game. Now they're a 10 point dog. Um, yeah. I want to take Vegas, but it stinks. This line stinks. Uh, don't know what to do with it. I, I, I'll probably end up on the Raiders, but no chance is one of our five because I just I'm so confused by this number. I don't know why it's so high. Um, need to talk to a couple of bookmakers or a couple of the professionals. I just don't don't get this number at all. Um, I think if it was seven and a half, eight, they would have got plenty of uh, Raiders money, and maybe they made it this high just to protect against the teasers, right? Because now you can't do your seven point teaser; it gets you to three, which is. We sell the time. You push on a teaser, you lose that teaser bet. So um, maybe that's why they've hung the 10 to protect that. But interesting number. Just the Chiefs, I didn't think they'd ever get it this big of a number um, unless they're playing against, you know, the Panthers or something. But, um, yeah, last week, right before kickoff, they moved all the way up to 10 against the Patriots. And this week they opened up, like again, minus 10 at home. Interesting, interesting number. So no no read on this one for me yet, Chad. Uh, home favorites home division favorites of 10 or higher. So I just gave you seven and a half or higher. 45% against the spread the past 20 years. Mahomes, seven or higher. 21, 26, and two. Uh, and he's 14 and 21 as a favorite of seven or more since, 20 and, since 2020. And I think as a double-digit favorite, Evan, I could be wrong, but isn't he like 11 and 13 against the spread as a double-digit favorite? So not great, but not 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 that not that much to fade there. So a lot of the stats that I just gave are also applicable to the Giants at Philly. 
This is a um, Monday night football game. I don't really know what to do with this one. It's like a it's it's a similar situation as the Chiefs and the Raiders. A once dominant team getting the benefit of the doubt from bookmakers and likely yeah. the public against a team with a rookie quarterback that has shown flashes, but is probably nothing more than a really nice story, right? So. Yeah. 11 and a half is a lot of freaking points though for the Eagles in a division matchup. Now, like my, you know, back in the day, people were like breaking their arms, get out of the draft. That's what Tommy DeVito should have done. He should have won that game before the Saints, should have had his buddy over, just step on his arm and break that bad boy in half. And then you just ride off, oh, go open up a pizzeria in North Jersey, DeVito's giant spot, whatever you're going to call it. And you're going to live the good life. But he wanted to stay healthy. He's competitive. He wants to keep playing. And the story's going to start unraveling here, right, Chad? It's like the guy can only hit on 16 so many times, I get 21. It's like the most insane run of luck with this kid, DeVito. Um, if anyone's gone and watched his college tape, it is truly incredible how good he is compared to what he was in college. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's bizarre. So, yeah, I, I want to take the Giants. Like the Eagles We have to might take all the have Giants. COVID or the flu. And they're traveling on a short week. Oh, I guess not because this is a Monday game. But um, that's just – it's crazy. Again, the books, they know what they're doing, making this so big. I mean, maybe it is because it's Christmas. Maybe we're getting the same thing as here as uh, Thanksgiving where they just bump up these favorites because they know all the teasers. All these people are just going to do the three-team teasers because it's three games on a day. It's like this is what the public likes to do. But once again, it's like I had this eight and a half. It's ten and a half. Like that's a lot of points of value for the Giants right now. So eleven uh, and a half. It's eleven and a half, dude. That's what I'm saying. Every trend, every scenario, it says take the freaking Giants. Yeah, I know it. I hate it, and there, I, I actually feel more comfortable about doing it here than I do with the Raiders. Especially the Eagles have owned the Giants. I think we beat them thirty-seven to seven last year in the playoffs, and. We dominated them during the regular season as well. Um, you know, we just match up really well against the Giants. But Chad just said it, it's just that's just so many points. So once again, no chance this will be one of our five. I'm just not that confident in betting DeVito on the road in this spot. We saw it last week against the Saints where it's like they were sucking us in. They were like, here, here's six points against Derek Carr. Take this. You want this, don't you? I'm not going to let it happen again this week. Like, I'm not going to let this be one of our five. So. Maybe we'll take the Giants at 11 and a half, 10 and a half, but this won't be one of our five. The next one is not going to be one of our five either because you and I are diametrically opposed on this. <laughs> Baltimore at San Francisco. San Francisco is a five and a half point favorite. It's Monday Night Football. Executive decision, San Francisco. But Yeah. The choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Yeah, no. I'm saying it. I know you hate it. It's as chalky it. as it gets. Hate but it. this team is dominant. I don't think we are fully recognizing how dominant this team is, how well coached this team is. We're blinded by a three-game losing streak in the middle of the season when they were without <laughs> two of their most important weapons, Trent Williams at left tackle and Debo Samuel, who does everything on the field. And I'm telling you right now, this team when they are healthy and everybody is playing, which is what they are now, and they haven't been like that for Kyle Shanahan in seven years of coaching, 
They're undefeated this year, winning by an average of double digits, dominating teams, dominating good teams. Doesn't matter who they are playing. They are not the Cowboys. They are not the Eagles. They are not the Bills. They are not even the Ravens who have struggled against bad teams and good teams. When healthy, this is a team that is so good. We are going to talk about it in historic proportions when the season is over and they have won the Super Bowl and Christian McCaffrey has been named the MVP. All those reasons I just gave you is why you need to bet the Ravens here. It's just the hype is out of control. Like, what are we doing here? Um, Evan, maybe you can put in our chat, but I know he put a stat out about anytime Lamar has been a dog in this kind of position, performs well. Um, me and you, I'll never forget this. We bet on the Chiefs against Lamar. Lamar might have been a four-point dog or four-and-a-half-point dog, and it literally landed on five. Like, we covered by half a point with the Chiefs, and that might have been his first year as, like, a full-time starter. So, um, okay, here we go. Lamar is a dog. 11-2 and two ATS, Chad. Like, this is just a spot you take. You take Lamar on the spot, especially against a team like this. It's just so hyped up right now where the 49ers are really good. Everything Chad has said is so true, where it's like – not only do you have all the talent in the world on the offense, they have the quarterback. Like Purdy is so much better than Jimmy G ever was in his career. And it's only his second year, or I guess you should say his first year as a full-time starter. It's incredible. It really is incredible what this kid's doing. Um, you know, it's like Shanahan's dream scenario. Like he has this guy who, you know, all of his weaknesses, you just don't see it in the league. Like the things he did so bad in college – they somehow fixed it in two years, like him making bad reads, him forcing in bad throws. Like even his 50-50 balls downfield, he's putting it in a position where it's like either his receiver is going to get it, like he's throwing it to his outside shoulder, or no one's going to get it. Like it's incredible how well Purdy's playing. As I hype him up here, this is why you take the Ravens. Like it's a battle-tested team. They're a team that have played in a ton of really close games. I mean, I just went through while Chad was talking. The 49ers, Chad's right, like, other than those three games skid, they basically have dominated and blown out every team they've played. Like they've just been dominant from week one all the way to now week 15. So I get where Chad's coming from. I just think it's too big of a number. Um, you know, if this gets the six, I'm going to have to unload on this Ravens team, which I do not want to do. So I'm hoping the pros come in and bet this down. This should be closer to four, four and a half. I'll take the points. I'll take the five and a half. Really good teams the past 20 years listed as underdogs late in the season have struggled. Teams with a 70-plus win percentage in December or later who are listed as dogs, 125-game sample size, 40% against the spread. Two teams fit that Take a two-out-of-five chance of hitting it. Dallas, Baltimore. <laughs> You're, you're you're unloading at the five and a half. I'm hoping that the wise guys feel the way you do and they continue to come in on and they come in on the Ravens at five and a half so I can get the 49ers at maybe five. I've done nothing though. I'm just waiting. I'm hoping what you say is true, which is like um, the public should like the 49ers here. They've been the best team all season. They should be the Super Bowl favorites. I mean, I've had them power rated up as my number one team now for I don't even know, three, four weeks. Like they've just, they've been incredible. Um, and this is what we talked about. This is every teaser 
on that Monday slate on Christmas is going to be tied to this team. Like, so, you know, I'm hoping the pros wait and this gets up to six. Like this, to me, this will just keep going up just because the public will keep hammering this one. So, um, yeah, Chad, I don't, I don't think you're going to get what you want, which is this going down to four, three and a half. I can only really see this being bumped up by game time just because the public's going to come in heavy on this. I mean, just the 49ers are the most talked about, most beloved team right now in football. Exact decision. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for us to find five that we both agree on right now that doesn't include the Jets. I got Arizona. Oh, yeah, I forgot Arizona. I got Tennessee. Arizona. Houston. Tennessee. Probably Detroit, if we can get it at three. Carolina plus five. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's going to be tough to get to the five now I'm looking at it because we need a lot of lines to set up a certain way in this contest. But um, Houston, two and a half. Tennessee, two and a half. And then, like, we're talking about Arizona. We're talking about Detroit. We're talking about the Jets, the freaking Giants. And then, you know, of course, we'll want to take the Niners. (laughs) Of course, we're going to want to take the Niners. Oh, Bet365. Let me let me tell you a little bit about Bet365, who are our sponsors, because the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. They don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Be sure to catch the next episode of The Favorites Live on the Action Network YouTube page Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Also, don't forget... Live events, Shepard and the Knucklehead, me and Simon, Sunday afternoon, Wild Card Weekend. We're bringing it back. We want to see everybody there. It was so fun to be with everybody. Uh, doors open at 4 p.m. Eastern, live show, podcast, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll be sweating bets together, free drinks, free entry, free hugs from me and Simon. You know we'll give them out. Anyone who was there, they know that we were happy to hug everybody. Uh, got a RSVP. We had a packed house last time. We want to make sure everybody gets in. You can also download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe. If you're going to review, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.